engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. There is breaking news at this moment. Peter Strzok, the FBI agent who said he would stop Trump from getting elected, has been escorted from the FBI building. Uh, He was seen being escorted by FBI agents a short time ago. The FBI thus far is not commenting, uh, saying they do not comment on pending investigations. So there you go. We will keep you up to date as this situation develops. Uh, We are continuing to investigate a situation in London. Um, It does not appear to be a significant situation right now. It's uh, the London authorities are saying it was a minor explosion in their subway system. Uh, People have been injured. There is a suspicious package in a mass evacuation, but we don't have any further details at this moment. Also, German authorities are saying that a ricin attack, a ricin terror attack, that's a chemical weapons attack, has been thwarted. Uh, and it was American intelligence agencies who helped the Germans do so, which is a reminder of how dependent Germans still are on the United States military and intelligence help to move things forward. Those are the big breaking news stories we have at this very moment. We need to get to the Democrats because Chuck Schumer's just come out and said he doesn't actually have plans to agree to a compromise with Republicans, saying he's sure the Republicans are going to put a poison pill in any plan they come up with to reunite parents with their children at the Mexican border. Uh, The Democrats are putting forward a plan by Dianne Feinstein, while Republicans are now starting to rally around a plan by Ted Cruz. The Ted Cruz plan is very, very limited. It would hire a bunch of new uh, immigration judges to handle deportation, and it would require a 14-day period to um, handle amnesty cases. Those can go on for up to a month. But remember, there's a federal law that says that uh, a child detained uh, away from their parents or in, in detention must be placed with family outside of detention within 20 days of detainment. So the only way to get around this, this was a Bill Clinton um, consent decree. They refer to it as the Flores consent decree. And Bill Clinton decided to bind future presidencies to this, uh, that immigrant children who are not eight, who are younger than 18, if they're in detention, they got to be united with family out of detention within 20 days. So Cruz is saying that we're going to have to escalate amnesty hearings to resolution within 14 days of filing amnesty. Now, if the, if the parents aren't seeking amnesty, um, then they're going to increase the number of, of immigration judges to be able to rapidly process deportations and get families back across the border, not in the United States, or give them the voluntary right to go back. But the Democrats have their alternative plan. It is going to blow your mind when you hear it. It is clearly a hastily written plan, and they've kind of forgotten a few key details in their language just so you know uh, my buddy matt actually texted me there's the story starbucks is having financial hard times they're closing 150 stores my buddy matt credit to him um says that the correct angle for this is that starbucks is closing 150 homeless shelters another friend of mine says it's actually 150 free wi-fi spots but still they're closing 150 stores And it has everything to do with their politically correct nonsense over the last year. People are, sales are declining at Starbucks. Who wants to go in to be part of some social justice warrior nut jobs trap of some kind? Now, the Democratic plan, the Federalist has a detailed write-up 
of the Democrats' plan, and it is just goofy. And in fact, for those of you out there, because I do have some friends like, oh, the Federalists, they've gone off the deep. I've looked at the legislation. You can read the legislation yourself. It's called the Keep Families Together Act, and it is problematic. Every Senate Democrat has signed on to co-sponsor this bill. The bill would prohibit the separation of parents from their children at the U.S. border or within 100 miles of the U.S. border. An agent or officer of a designated agency shall be prohibited from removing a child from his or her parent or legal guardian at or near the port of entry or within 100 miles of the border of the United States. Anybody see the problem? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Y'all, we have two borders. Believe it or not, we have two borders. There's a border with Canada, and there's a border with Mexico. And two-thirds of the American population lives within 100 miles of those borders and the ports of entry. What are the ports of entry? Well, the, the ports of entry are not specifically defined as the access points for immigrants from south of the United States along the Mexican border. It would be easy to do that, but they didn't do that. They just said ports of entry. Ports of entry has a legal meaning unless restricted by legislation. Ports of entry, Atlanta, Georgia, Houston, Texas. Chicago, Illinois, Miami, Florida, uh, Dulles, Virginia, uh, New York, Newark, Detroit, Nashville, uh, Austin, Texas, Salt Lake City, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Seattle, Anchorage, Honolulu. The ports of entry are called <gasps> airports. Any airport that accepts international travel is a port of entry. So according to the Democrats' poorly written legislation, a, a federal designated agencies could not detain um, could not detain adults who are with their children. Could not detain adults who are with their children. That's the way, again, let me read you the language. An agent or officer of a designated agency shall be prohibited from removing a child from his or her parent or legal guardian at or near the port of entry or within 100 miles of the border of the United States. And who are the designated agencies? Homeland Security and Health and Human Services. Homeland Security and Health and Human Services. Uh, and then, by the way, it also goes out to include the Centers for Disease Control, Secret Service, and FBI. Um, there's a problem here. Because under federal law, you would not be allowed to detain a parent who is with a child or remove a child from a parent's care. There's another federal law that says... You cannot place a child in a federal detention facility. A federal detention facility is a federal prison or a local jail that accepts federal funds. So in other words, you can't separate a parent from a child. So if you want to take a parent to jail, you have to take the child, but the child can't go to jail under federal law. So you can't take the parent to jail. And by the way, this law wouldn't apply to illegal immigrants. It applies to everyone. 
So if your dad takes you with him to rob a bank in Buffalo, New York, because it's within 100 miles of the Canadian border, you, dad, can't go to jail. <laughs> We're going to have a wave of parents taking their kids to commit armed robbery around the nation. That's literally the way the Democrats' legislation reads, because they rushed it. That is just absolutely ridiculous, folks. Again, let me just replay this for you. The Democrats' law, it's authored by Dianne Feinstein. It's called the Keep Families Together Act. All the Democrats in the Senate have signed on to this, and it says federal officials for the Department of Homeland Security, Department of Justice, Health and Human Services cannot detain, uh, cannot separate a child from their parent, cannot separate a child from their parent for any reason. And because you can't separate a child from a parent and it's against the law for a child to go to jail in the United States under federal law, state law is different, but under federal law, child can't go to jail. That means you can't separate the parent from the child. So you can't take the parent to jail because you can't take the child to jail. And it doesn't, this applies across the United States within a hundred miles of an international airport or the Canadian or Mexican border. This is, this is ridiculous. This is what happens when you rush it. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and you just, you, sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. Reports are starting to circulate that the president has shut out uh, Defense Secretary Mattis, uh, General Mattis, that uh, he's become isolated and the president is no longer seeking his input on matters. Uh, we will monitor this story. There's so much to monitor, y'all. Can you believe, I mean, the North Korean story. Hey, remember that? That was last week. My goodness gracious, the just the the nonstop, the news cycle, it's more like a, a new cyclone, uh, nonstop. Uh, Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., 
has decided that though he likes George P. Bush uh, down in Texas, he's not going to campaign with George P. Bush because um, Jeb Bush, who is George P. Bush's father, has been critical of the president's immigration policy. So it's at least good to know there's one Hispanic family in the country the Trumps aren't willing to separate from each other. (laughs) Oh, this policy isn't going to work well for the president. Ted Cruz has an alternative proposal, uh, and it's one that Republicans have gone to the White House today, I'm told, House and Senate Republicans, to try to get President Trump to embrace. It would allow... Uh, children and parents in detention centers to stay together uh, while the asylum and and deportation hearings move along. Hello, it's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Before we go to the phones, Nikki Haley just speaking um, at the State Department. Let's listen in to Nikki Haley here if I can get the audio fired up. Many of these countries argue that the United States should stay on the Human Rights Council because American participation is the last shred of credibility that the council has. But that is precisely why we must leave. If the Human Rights Council is going to attack countries that uphold human rights and shield countries that abuse human rights, then America should not provide it with any credibility. Instead, we will continue to lead on human rights outside the misnamed Human Rights Council. There you go. Nikki Haley speaking at the U.S. State Department. We have withdrawn from the U.N. Human Rights Council. Uh, That council has put in charge of itself uh, regularly uh, places like North Korea, Venezuela, Iran, Yemen, um, uh, just a a number of terrible countries. Cuba has been in charge of it at one time. It, It typically attacks Western democracies. It has an abiding hatred of Israel. George W. Bush actually withdrew us from the Human Rights Council um, back after he became president. Uh, Barack Obama put us back on the Human Rights Council, and President Trump has now taken us off again. Uh, Good for them. Also, North Korea is announcing it expects to return up to 200 sets of remains believed to be U.S. service members who died during the Korean War as a good faith effort, um, as a good faith show as we move forward. Now, uh, here we, that that story, do you remember that story, by the way, the president went to Singapore? Uh, That reminds me, there is some breaking news out of Washington at this moment. Joe Hagan, who is the deputy chief of staff, is out at the White House. He actually helped plan the Singapore trip. He's decided to quit. This comes on the heels of several leaks uh, the one yesterday and one today, both of them against Hagen and, and Kelly in, in particular, the leak yesterday was that the president several months ago was uh, had promised Kelly and Hagen he would not announce that we were withdrawing from Syria. And they stood by the television watching C-SPAN as the president spoke at a rally, I believe, in Ohio or Indiana one 
where the president did announce we were leaving Syria. Uh, the two men apparently went ballistic in the office, according to the leaks. Today, a leak has come out about General Kelly saying that he's pretty much checked out, has decided that instead of saving the president for himself, he's encouraging the president to do anything and everything the president wants on actions. Uh, and if it leads him to impeachment, so be it. Uh, it'll be the end of an era that needs to end, according to people close to General Kelly in the White House. And this gets to my point from yesterday that the president is being badly served by people in the White House who are so busy leaking against each other, they're not actually helping the president. They're too busy stabbing each other in the back. These leaks are uncalled for and they continue to happen and that's not good. Let's go to the phones 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK Keith and Hampton, you're up first. Welcome. Hi Eric, how you doing sir? Good, how are you? Question. Yep. President Trump did not put this immigration law in place, correct? Correct. All he is doing is enforcing it, correct? Correct. And didn't a Democratic Party put this law in effect? Uh, yes and no. Uh, part of it was Clinton and part of it was Bush. There are two separate okay. laws at play. Okay. So he's just enforcing the law, correct? Y yes, but uh, the, the language of the law allows the president discretion. And what this White House has done is to say they're not going to use any discretion. They're going to enforce it maximally. Now, what a lot Fair of the enough. media is not reporting is that George W. Bush and Barack Obama Nobody's talking about this. Barack Obama did the exact same thing in spot enforcement areas along the border. They didn't do it across the entire border, but both Bush and Obama did the exact same thing Trump is doing in limited areas. And nothing was ever said about that. Nothing was ever said about it. One hey, more quick question, and yep. I'm going to let you go, okay? All right. Um, I'm sure the President Trump has half a dozen, dozen people that he trusts very much so, right? Yeah, I would hope so. He needs to dump and clean house up there in that place, get rid of yep. them all, and start over if they're not going to do right by him. Yeah, listen, I, I think the whole reason we're in this mess, Keith, is because you've got White House staffers who knew this was coming, and they did not sit around and say, okay, this is what the attack is going to be, and here's our defense to it. You got the the chief of staff and the attorney general saying this was done to deter people from coming. You got the Homeland Security chief saying this wasn't done to deter. You've got Stephen Miller in there saying it, it's done to deter they're going to amp it up further because we don't want to let a crisis go to waste either, which isn't helpful. Uh, you got the White House press secretary, Sarah Sanders, saying, listen, I'm just listening to the experts. Here's what they're telling me. And nobody believes her because all the experts are then going out and stabbing her in the back. It is That's it's right. a mess. Sarah Sanders is about the only competent person in the White House right now. Yes, sir. It's pathetic. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and, and Kellyanne Conway, too, you know, is, she and Sarah Sanders seem to be the only two people right now in the White House who are trying to stick to the president's agreed upon talking points. Everybody else in the White House seems to want to undermine the president on this issue or push their own agenda there. Listen, I disagree with this. I disagree with separating kids um, to the extent that Bush and Obama uh, did maximum enforcement that um, Donald Trump is doing. They did not separate families if the families were claiming amnesty. 
That is the one big difference that what Trump is doing compared to Obama and Bush. If someone was claiming amnesty under Obama or Bush, they processed them differently. For criminals, for people who were just crossing illegally, they did the exact same thing Trump is doing. What Trump is doing with people who are claiming amnesty is he's also separating the families out. Uh, and that's something that neither Bush nor Obama did. I, I got to be corrected on that by a friend of mine texting me listening to the show. That is true. Um, he is handling amnesty. And that's why there are so many uh, evangelical organizations upset. Um, the evangelical organizations are not actually upset that the president is separating the kids from families when it's in a legal border crossing. They are upset that the president is separating kids from families when the people are coming claiming amnesty. That's something we've never done as a nation before. It's Eric Erickson here. Let's see. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to do something. Uh, I'm going to start the next hour with calls because we've got a number of people on hold here. I want to keep talking about this issue, and I don't have enough time to do justice to a single phone call right now. So when we come back, we will take more of your phone calls on this issue before we move on to the other big issues of the day, including we're 20 weeks from the midterms, and today the Dow Jones Industrial Average crashed so hard that it wiped out all gains for this entire year which is a pretty big deal, down more than 300 points. Um, and it's down because of the president's tariffs on China. And that's not going over so well. Remember, by the way, tonight at 7, we're going to have a discussion about the new hands-free law. There's a lot you need to know. We will take your questions as well tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, but when we come back, your phone calls on immigration, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. My goodness, the world has changed and moved on. Y'all get a load of this news. It, it is happening now. General Electric, a member of the Dow Jones Industrial Average since 1896. General Electric is going to be replaced on the Dow Jones by Walgreens. I kid you not. By the way, can I just say, as an aside, Walgreens is so much more of a pleasurable shopping experience than CVS. Uh, you can't use Apple or Android Pay at CVS. You, they, their card, their stupid little extra value card doesn't integrate um, with either Apple or it, it's just, and mine didn't even work the other day. It was such a, I hate having to go to CVS. I'd, Walgreens actually gets technology and makes it easy for shoppers. But nonetheless, I digress. I'm taking your phone calls on immigration right now. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I do need to bring you up to date, though, on one story, however, from the first hour. I mentioned Joe Hagan is the White House Deputy Chief of Staff. He is leaving the White House. Um, a number of press reports said he was leaving after several leaks um, that were unfavorable towards the president. It appears there's actually another reason he's leaving. Um, BuzzFeed is reporting that he worked for key backers of an alleged sex cult. Yes, you have probably heard about uh, NXIVM. It's a celebrity sex cult whose leadership is now under federal indictment. Um, Hagen worked for a client called uh, Bassett Igtet. Igtet proselytized for the sex cult while his wife 
uh, Sarah Bromfman, uh, the heir, uh, reportedly kept the cult afloat with tens of millions of dollars. Hagen's firm worked for this guy from 2011 to 2013. Uh, Hagen told BuzzFeed News he knew of Igdet and Brosman's involvement in the organization while he worked with them and had read about the group, uh, and he stayed away from them. He did no work for the group, even though he knew about it. Uh, and today is he is leaving the White House. So there's that. White House official tied to a guy who ran his ex-cult. So, okay, okay. One more day of the Trump White House. Hey, did you hear about North Korea? Oh, yeah, we met with them last week. You might have forgotten about that. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to move on to the news. 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Uh, Thomas in Dallas, you are up next. Welcome. Hey, thanks. Sorry, I'm on your last subject, your previous one. Nope, that's quite but, all right. Uh, the, you, yeah, yeah. The uh, UN Committee on Human Rights, they protect nations wherein if a woman is raped, she must have four men testify or else she uh, there'll be no conviction, and, mm-hmm. and we know what will happen to her. Oh, absolutely. So that's how good that organization is. And could I ask you this? Sure. If your daughter graduated from college and she was offered a job in either Israel or Iran, and I don't, you know, no nation's perfect, what would you prefer? And as you know, the UN (laughs) Committee on Human Rights has, uh, you know, well, right, you know what, Israel. Thomas, I, I, I'm going to stop you right there because because I want my kid to go to Iran where she's got to wear a burqa and cover up so no man can touch her. <laughs> oh, gotcha, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, Eric. I, yep. too, am a Christian, and if she went for the gospel, she better heard real well from Jesus. i tell yeah, you that right Yeah, absolutely. Now. Thomas, thanks very much for the phone call. yeah, but uh, no, yep. my daughter. And could I say, I know Jimmy Carter being interviewed by Charlie Rose – he said he thought all religions were equal in their maltreatment of women. Isn't that awful? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you That's know, this awful. whole moral equivalent stuff that, that all these people engage in is really kind of pathetic. And the the whole idea that, oh, well, Christianity was used to justify slavery. There, there were some Christians who did quote the Bible, but, you know, you would have never had an abolition movement without churches, without William Wilberforce. Um, and the like. It's just a shame that moral equivalence nonsense that people engage in. Uh, good point. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I realize I should say I want my daughter to go to Israel where she could be free. But um, yeah, I kind of like the idea of like sending her to the convent or something, cover her up with a burqa so no boys can stare at her. In any event, I digress. Let's go back to the phones to Jim in Walker, Georgia. Welcome. Hey, hey, uh, Liking the show so far, you mentioned uh, earlier that Trump is uh, allowing, well, detaining people that uh, come here illegally and that are seeking asylum. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the major difference there, and why doesn't just everybody say they're seeking asylum? Well, a, a lot of people do say they're seeking asylum. Uh, it, it's not actually as bad as, as a lot of people. I've seen some conservatives say, well, everyone claims this. That's not actually true. I, I was actually kind of shocked by this. Um, the majority of people claiming asylum aren't coming from Mexico. They're coming from Guatemala and, and a few of these other other countries uh, south of Mexico. They're having turmoil right now, although the people from southern Mexico are because 
their country's in turmoil. To to seek asylum in the United States, you have to have specific grounds of religious persecution or political persecution primarily. There are a few other ancillary ones, but those are the big ones. Um, economic persecution is, there are certain exceptions that allow economic persecution to be claimed, but by and large, it's political or religious persecution. And what we're seeing is a number of people coming from countries uh, in Central America where they have dictators right now who are persecuting people uh, who are from different political parties, and they're the ones fleeing through Mexico claiming asylum. Uh, the situation in Guatemala right now, I, I'm led to believe, is not good. And in Honduras as well, the situation is not good. Um, so those are the people claiming asylum. Others come through and claim asylum, but you have to have a hearing. And the people, what separates the people claiming asylum legitimately from those who don't are the people who claim asylum legitimately tend to have all their paperwork in order. And the ones who don't, uh, well, they don't get through. Because if you don't have your paperwork in order, you're not going to get asylum. The, the assumption with asylum is that you actually have it together on your way here. And so people do get asylum in this country, but it's not as vastly many people as you might be led to believe by some who oppose all illegal immigration. Um, the majority of the people who are crossing the border right now are here trying to get in illegally, and those people are being rounded up and being deported. The Ted Cruz plan that he has offered would expand the number of immigration judges, not just to process amnesty, but also process the deportations and send people back to Central and South America more quickly. Uh, he wants to speed up the process. There's a huge backlog, and by hiring more judges and speeding up the amnesty time, or the, the, I keep saying amnesty, and I'm sorry, I mean asylum, um, to speed up the asylum timetable would get people out of the detention facilities um, quicker than they're being gotten out now. It has become a real problem. I'm going to go on and step out and take a commercial break so I have more time for your calls on the other side. And I'm trying to do good clock management for y'all. Let me take a quick time out to thank this week's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Now, you may not need a VPN. I do for my work, and I've been trying to find a good one that isn't going to break the bank, and it's sometimes very difficult and it's hard to set up. For those of you who don't know what a VPN is, a virtual private network, uh, it lets you privately and securely use the internet at fast speeds without being tracked by anyone. Oftentimes, you have companies that require you to have a VPN into their um, system, and you just, you, sometimes you need them so you can't be tracked. With all the news coming out about data hacks and breaches, it's hard for me not to be worried about my digital privacy. No matter what you do online, your mobile carrier, internet service providers, they're tracking you. Doesn't matter what your cable company is or your phone company, wherever you're getting your internet from, you're probably being tracked. With ExpressVPN, your internet data is encrypted. Your IP address is hidden. ExpressVPN covers less than 7 bucks a month. It's rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar and dozens of expert reviewers. It has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, your tablet. Yes, you can use them on your phone and tablet. If you're on unsecure Wi-Fi and you want to keep hackers and spies from seeing your data, ExpressVPN is for you. Now, to take back your internet privacy today, to find out how you can get three free months, go to expressvpn.com slash Eric. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Eric for three months free with a one-year package. Every day you use the internet without ExpressVPN, you're putting sensitive information at risk. So don't put this off. Protect your online data with ExpressVPN today. Visit expressvpn.com slash Eric to learn more. 
It is 24 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson here on WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Now, back to the phones, back to the phones. Let's go to John incoming. You're next. Welcome. Hi. Thank you, Mr. Erickson, for taking my call. Sure. Um, I uh, had a question. I was wondering if you can clarify it for me, um, something I've been hearing. Um, for families that cross the border... Um, that seek an asylum and do not, um, well, get caught, they do have their um, families separated versus uh, families that cross the border and turn themselves in do not um, have their families separated. Is that true? Well, it was true. It's not true now. Um, That's one of the other grievances is, yes, uh, those who crossed the border and went to border checkpoints themselves uh, were not having their families separated. That was one of the points that the Secretary of Homeland Security was noting the other day that families who show up at asylum checkpoints and say they're seeking asylum and those asylum checkpoints are the designated border crossings, they weren't being separated. But there are multiple news reports out and the attorney general seems to suggest that, yes, in fact, they are now being separated. So there's a ton of confusion on that point. They shouldn't be. Um, One of the other problems that is actually coming up now is that they're being stopped. Some of the people seeking asylum uh, are being stopped from getting to the checkpoints. They're being detained south of the border, um, which I don't know how. Um, The administration is not confirming this. There are multiple press reports, including from outlets like Fox, uh, talking about this. I don't know what's going on there that... Again, though, as part of the confusion of what's actually happening on the border. But yes, um, those who were seeking asylum should not be separated if they go in, uh, turn themselves in, and say so. But the policy has apparently been changed, according to the Attorney General, and they are being separated now, which is one of the areas of aggravation even for some Republicans in Congress. Uh, back to the phones, Tim and Ackworth, welcome. Hey, Mark. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, I, I kind of uh, I, uh, had the same question as the okay, last caller. Tim, I, I, I got to stop you there, though, because you just called me Mark. He comes on in, thir- in 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eric. That's all right. I, I, I listen to both of you guys. Uh, my bad. It's been a long day. Yes, it has. Uh, yeah, I, uh, my, my question was sort of along the lines of the last caller, because uh, I had watched uh, the Jeff Sessions uh, interview with uh, Laura Ingram the other night, and uh, you know, he, made a, he seemed to indicate that uh, they were only separating families that you know, basically uh, tried to uh, cross uh, you know, through any, any, any location other than a port of entry. Yeah, you know, I and I realize he said that, and we got a hard break, so I, I got to make this short. Um, but then the DOJ and Homeland Security have clarified that it's actually all the way across border checkpoints and non-border checkpoints. Um, so what he said, what his department confirmed, are in conflict. That's part of the problem here. It is 39 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. We're going to go back to the phones to Josh in Hull, Georgia. Welcome. Hey, how you doing, Eric? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, just out of curiosity, the people that are coming to the U.S. illegally trying to seek asylum, uh, you said something about uh, the ones that are authentic. 
have their paperwork together, but what kind of paperwork is it? Because, I mean, I know that if it's a political refugee, they can't wait till the last second go, oh, shucks, I need paperwork. I mean, how does that right. work? So yeah, what I mean by paperwork is typically that they have either a driver's license or a passport from their country actually verifying their authenticity. Uh, they don't have forged documents, in other words. Um, so that they may come with their, they may come from their country. Let's take uh, the refugees coming from Guatemala, uh, but they will have a, a an official identity from that government in Guatemala in their wallet, like you and I have a driver's license. Many of the illegal aliens who are coming into the country actually don't even have that. Uh, they come over with empty empty wallets altogether, if no wallet at all, or they come with forged documents, and we've gotten really good at weeding out the forged documents, and that really helps separate the legit people from the illegitimate people. Okay, thank you, sir. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah there's, there's so much, and folks, again, let me come full circle on this point, because I, I think this is a point that has to be made over and over and over and over here. I mean, while I don't support separating parents from kids, I get the legitimate arguments for doing so, including the deterrent argument. And you and I can disagree with it, but we should at least acknowledge that there are arguments that could be made to justify it that aren't being made right now by the Trump administration, which is in conflict with each other. You have the attorney general and White House chief of staff, who used to be the head of Homeland Security, saying that doing this is a deterrent. You have the current head of Homeland Security saying it is not a deterrent. You have other people in the White House saying it's an extension of the Obama policy when it's not. It's actually an expansion of the Obama policy, not an extension of the policy. There is a difference between the word expansion and extension. Uh, they're tripping all over themselves. And people can blame the president and say, well, he rushed out into this, but he didn't. Jeff Sessions did this. And I've got tremendous respect for Jeff Sessions. And he and I, we don't completely agree on the immigration issue, but he's a competent administrator. And he's getting a black eye from this as well. I suspect he's going to wind up being the fall guy on this. Now, what's so interesting here is it was Stephen Miller inside the White House, according to press reports and people inside the White House, who pushed Sessions and Trump in this direction. It's going to be interesting to see if Jeff Sessions winds up being the fall guy for this. A lot of people are thinking that the um, Secretary of Homeland Security is going to be the fall guy for this. I suspect it's actually going to be Jeff Sessions who's going to be the fall guy. And this may be his undoing as this blows up. The president doesn't like to retreat from these positions. If the president retreats from one of these positions, he's going to want someone to blame. And if he blames, it's going to be probably Jeff Sessions. So keep that in mind. So an in, a congressional intern um, dropped the F-bomb to the president. It was a woman who said, Mr. President, um, blankety blank you. Uh, turns out it was a congressional intern. Remember when the Democrats were upset with Joe Wilson yelling, you lie? Remember when they were upset with a congressional staffer criticizing um, the Obama kids? Are the Democrats going to be upset about this breach of decorum on Capitol Hill? Uh, are, are they? They should. They should be. They sh if they were outraged with Joe Wilson's July, they were outraged with um, with, with uh, Alito, Sam Alito. They were outraged with him. 
during the State of the Union, time and time again, outraged. Are they going to be outraged by this? I, I'm not going to hold my breath, but you would think that they would be. You would think that they could be, but more and more, nobody in politics has shame. By the way, uh, speaking of, uh, let's focus on something good here, and I don't, I'm assuming you've heard about this. Uh, Chris Pratt, uh, the Hollywood star in uh, Jurassic World is coming out. He's Star-Lord in, in, in the Avengers Infinity War series and in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. He was given an award by MTV the other night. And I'm not an MTV fan. MTV has gotten so over-the-top liberal and offensive these days. It was actually really nice to hear Chris Pratt on stage daring to say something that much of the crowd would otherwise be hostile to, and he did it in a humorous way. Listen to part of his speech. This is what I call nine rules from Chris Pratt, Generation Award winner. Number one, breathe. If you don't, you'll suffocate. Number two, you have a soul. Be careful with it. Number three, don't be a turd. If you're strong, be a protector, and if you're smart, be a humble influencer. Strength and intelligence can be weapons, and do not wield them against the weak. That makes you a bully. Be bigger than that. Number four, doesn't matter what it is, earn it. A good deed, reach out to someone in pain, be of service, it feels good and it's good for your soul. Number six, God is real. God loves you. God wants the best for you. Believe that. I do. And then he goes on from there. I'll, I'll leave out the how to, how to use the bathroom at a party bit. Uh, and then he says, learn to pray. Uh, you have a soul. There is a God. Learn to pray. And then he says, uh, you're not perfect the way you are. You're flawed. And uh, you, you've got a, someone died for you, shed their blood for you to have grace. It was, it was actually, it was, it was really good. And then there was Chadwick Boseman uh, from Black Panther who did something absolutely remarkable that we don't regularly see. And I want to play you that audio when we come back. Speaking of hands-free, remember, we're having the roundtable discussion on hands-free driving at 7, taking your questions and calls on what the law actually is and how it will apply to you. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is the star of Black Panther. He plays T'Challa, the Black Panther, and he was given the Best Hero Award at the MTV Movie Awards. This is where Chris Pratt shared the gospel on stage to a, a large applause, believe it or not. Uh, Chadwick Boseman decided to do something with his Best Hero Award. He called up to the stage James Shaw Jr., who had been invited to attend. Mr. Shaw is the hero in Antioch, Tennessee, who saved people from the shooter at the Waffle House. Here's Chadwick. Well, if I can reroute my audio that I rerouted during commercials so I can actually listen to something. Here we go. Let's try Receiving this. Receiving an award for playing a superhero is amazing. But it's even greater to acknowledge the heroes that we have in real life. So... 
I just want to acknowledge somebody that's here today, James Shaw Jr. Where are you staying? <laughs> you didn't even know we were about to do this, did you? Uh-uh. If you don't know James Shaw Jr., he fought off a gunman in Antioch, Tennessee at a Waffle House. He saved lives. Come on up here. So this is gonna live at your house. You know, it's just nice. We we so often hear about Hollywood celebrities behaving badly to have, uh, particularly in that venue, because MTV is not a place friendly to a gospel message, uh, not a place friendly to conservatives, and to have these two class acts on stage who are Hollywood actors, uh, celebrities in Marvel movies uh, behaving as they did last night is is good. Uh, a, a, a ray of hope in an otherwise sea of sewage in Hollywood. Uh, something to leave here on a good note tonight. You can go see the full Chris Pratt speech at theresurgent.com, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. <laughs>